upcoming in this episode, part two of getting into multifamily properties with real estate expert, Pierre-Paul Turgeon. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey gang, how's it going? Russell Westcott here, back at her, part two of this two-part episode. Four-part video, two-part podcast, joining two, oh, joining part one and part two of the four-part video, and part three and part four all together. Whew, have I lost you yet? We've only just started, right? We've only just started this episode and I'm already doing math and getting really confusing on things. So long and the short of it is, this is the second and final installment of the podcast episode with Pierre Paul Turgeon. And first of all, I was just looking at my notes here. Episode 99. This is 99 for many of you Get Smart fans out there. Wayne Gretzky, if you will, the 99. This is... um. When I started this little project of putting this podcast together, you know, I just wanted to just figure out how to turn a bloody microphone on and how do I not stumble over my words and what the heck am I going to say and will anybody actually listen to it? And I think I made the joke on the first episode that probably my mom would be the only person listening to it. Um, but you know what? 100 episodes in and that's a huge thing. It's it funny, I was just having an uh, online conversation with our my podcast team out of the Philippines. Dave, I hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's doing good there. And uh, he was sharing that 100 episodes is actually a very big milestone for people to have. And that's going to be coming up, coming very shortly. Uh, most podcasts never get to that point of 100 episodes. As I said in the very beginning, I was going to make a commitment to do this as much as I was having fun with it. And I was going to commit to doing it for three years. So we're upcoming on to year and a half, coming on to the second year in um, was it June or July. I think it was July. July, it was launched. July of 2020. Yes. Oof, man. I, honest to goodness, are you guys having trouble keeping track of these years? Like, the, where did these last two years go? Like, seriously. Okay, I digress. This summer, July 2022, will be two years in. I have another year that'll come in up from there. And uh, you know what? We're, we're making some momentum. We're on average almost doing 3,000 downloads a month. Uh, we're going to probably, by the time this is out, we're, we're well past 30,000 downloads. And probably the next 30,000 will happen before the end of this year. And we'll probably double this year. Each episode is getting on average each week when it comes out is, you know, probably 300 to 400 downloads per week. So it's growing, which is really cool. And that is 100% because of you. And I just wanted to just say thank you. Take a moment of just some deep gratitude is just thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for keep coming back to listen. Thank you for the wonderful email notes and notes and um, inspirational stories and people that I haven't heard from from a long time just reaching out and connecting. And I know this is the one thing about this which I do have something I want to ask of you here in a second. One thing about this is it's tough when doing a podcast by yourself, alone in your office with your snoring dog, and hopefully he's not farting at the same time. It's tough to sit here and just talk to yourself all this time. And that's why I love getting out and doing a lot of the interviews and getting into people's homes, which this is going to be the second part of the 
talk with Pierre Paul-Turgeon. But here's the ask I want to have of you is, um, would any of you be interested in doing, uh, being part of a, a live podcast experience where maybe once a week, maybe even just once a month or once every second week, I just want to find out if this is of interest to you, is maybe I'll start doing a live podcast and maybe it'll be a Fridays. Maybe the Friday fire will be live and I'll have a list of questions and I will invite you guys to come in if you want to come in and you want to have a conversation, if you have a, a phone and you have a, an app on there, if you have the Podbean app, you can dial into the live broadcast and you can ask your questions. Like literally it would be like one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you will. So is that something of interest to you? Would you like to have a live podcast experience? If you are, please let me know. Hello at russellwestcott.com or any of the social platforms where you're downloading or listening. Leave a review, leave the feedback there that you'd love to see that. The other is um, I'm looking to bring out a live Facebook live show and with the interviews, maybe some of these interviews that are upcoming, I'll broadcast it on my YouTube channel as well. So I just want to, here's the question I want to ask. Are you interested in becoming more involved in us having a direct communication as opposed to me just downloading information into your earbuds and you just passively listen? Would you be interested in being part of the process, being part of it where you can ask your questions, be part of a live broadcast, be part of that where you can get your questions directly answered? Okay, so that's the question I have for you. And if you are interested, please let me know if this is something you'd like to do. Or let's, let's, why don't we start here? If you have a question, if you have a question that you would like me to answer, drop me an email, hello at russellwestcott.com. And that's hello, H-E-L-L-O at russellwestcott.com. And if you have a question, I'll compile all the questions. And when I have enough questions that make sense, I'll just do a live Q&A show. And I'll invite people in if they want to do, and I'll just, I'll just answer your questions at that time. Okay. So guys, let's jump into this one. Again, you know, this is the buying apartment buildings, making the transition from single family to multifamily. Pierre Paul Turgeon is such a wonderful expert at this. He was, a, you know, a former CMHC underwriter. So he understood what it was all about risk. He understood what it was it would take for a deal to be underwritten by CMHC. He understood the differences between single family and multifamily. He understood some different structures. He understood the capital requirement. He understood all of those things. And in this one, we go fairly deep deep into the next part of the story, but we also go fairly deep into um, gratitude. We go very deep into the mindset. We go very deep into what it takes to become a successful real estate investor over the long term. Okay, gang, without any further delay, make sure you, let's get right into it here, but but make sure you stick around right to the very end. I got a couple things I want to share with you at the end, some, a couple quick announcements and um, things that we're about to embark on here very soon. And make sure you just stick around. With all that being said, let's just get right after it. Please help me welcome for the second part of this interview, Mr. Pierre Paul Turgeon. Oh man, battery after battery. Good thing I got six batteries. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Pierre Paul and I are just uh, diving headfirst into. We're going to talk on this next segment about how you structure yeah. some of your with your money partners. Yeah, and you keep it. You you subscribe to the kiss. Keep it simple. Absolutely right? stupid. Yeah, keep, keep it, it simple and keep it simple. Silly. I guess. Okay, okay. Silly. Not, not, okay. not stupid. Not stupid. Nobody's stupid. Nobody's Sorry. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely no one in this room. Not yeah, us. Right, right, not right. us. <laughs> um, so you know, in a nutshell. Do you use a joint venture agreement? Maybe just describe mm -hmm. it in, in core concept and then maybe we'll get into some of the yeah. fine details. 
that's evolving. I think something I didn't mention to people, I do have legal background, so I do have a law degree. Uh, so that helps a lot. Uh, and no offense. <laughs> helps and hinders? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, it really, really, really Bad helps joke. with the real estate part and with the structuring of these agreements. Uh, to be honest with you, going back to our early days when we met, uh, when we were part of... Uh, uh, oh, you had more hair. I was still... Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> when, we, when we were part of that uh, real estate association of investment network, some of these agreements agreements weren't quite suitable. I, mm-hmm. I have to tell you that yeah. much now, right? Looking back and I still have two of those kicking around. Mm-hmm. And since then I realized I need to adapt those. But again, yeah, my principle at this point, I don't do anything super sophisticated and, and, and you're right. You're right in stressing the fact that it's not necessary and it's mm-hmm. especially when you start. Yeah. Uh, so I usually want to make sure when I invest with people, I know them well. I've talked about that because in the good times as well as in the bad times, it's going to be a lot easier. But also making sure that they understand, as I said, the expectations. I understand their expectation and the investment horizon. So simplicity is key. I used to use joint venture agreements. Now I use a unanimous shareholder okay. agreement, which is not yeah. significantly different than a, a JVA, yeah. right? A joint venture agreement. It's got uh, the standard clauses and all of that. So that's what I use. Now I get into a bit technical detail because I know all about financing. It's mm-hmm. one of my core expertise. The banks, when they look at your financing application, they want to know who's in control of the asset. Yes. Who's got signing authority in the event of default? Who's which the goes leader back. of the marching band? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And who's got the credentials and all of that? So, it's a, so in my case, uh, in the unanimous shareholder agreement, I have um, just regular shares. Like I don't even recall. Uh, all of a sudden, I haven't looked at one in a while. But I usually, my wife and I have the voting shares always. Yeah. 100% of all the voting shares. Might be a bit uh, overconfident, but I know I do know what I know. And I don't know what I don't know, but what... I, I want to have all the voting shares. The reason being, I'm the subject specialist. I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I've, I've got connections with the lending world and lenders and the realtors and all of that. I, I My expertise is looking at those operating statements on a monthly mm-hmm. basis. That's also the core expertise that I bring from CMHC, right? On a monthly basis, I review these numbers. So, And it's me that gauges the market, what the market is doing, what's the best strategy at any given moment in you know during the investment uh, period that we have the assets, we hold the assets. So I have all all the voting shares. So that's the first thing. Okay. So to, to, to just yeah. so in order to have an, a unanimous shareholders agreement, each one of these apartment buildings has to be its own corporation. Correct. Which you typically have to have anyways. In, Absolutely. When you're and this is also a risk management structure, right? Yeah. So that you don't have a domino effect. So yeah. none of the buildings, so we own seven properties, uh, 160 doors, as I said earlier, none of the other properties are uh, being given as collateral right. for the other properties. Okay. So, good to know. so the, yeah, it's a risk management, right? Mm-hmm. All silos, so sorry, good point. Yeah. Uh, they're all individual corporations in which my wife and I have the uh, voting shares. Personally or another corporate structure? So that's up to you. Yeah. Uh, now in later years, I do have a holding corp that yeah. owns my wife's and my shares. Okay. Yeah, but it's an extra cost. you got to produce yeah, financials every year. So you got to keep that in mind. Uh, (laughs) I try to reverse it. You know, those companies that we own our shares in our personal names, super costly. Yes. Uh, So I started down that path and then I realized to backtrack. Ideally, this is something that again is 
specific to every investor. You want to consult with your lawyer and your accountant. Yes. Everybody's different, so in that regard. But if I knew, knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. perhaps I would create the holding corp up front. Okay. I think so, because now I'm big enough, you know, my portfolio is a, of a good size. Uh, that might make more sense, but understand that you have to, there's a cost associated yeah. to that. Yeah, so, so basically weigh the cost versus the benefit, and, and, and you're going into the deep end of the pool here, so make yeah. sure you get good advice. Yeah, right. you know, so. it's important that, that uh, good advice that is customized to your needs and your own circumstances, right? Yeah. Okay, so you have uh, a critical unanimous shareholders agreement. You and your wife hold the voting shares. Yeah. Is there a certain percentage of that that you hold? And then what's the other yeah. shares? And so again, say? this will vary, right? Yes. In my case, I know my stuff, but uh, the 50-50 that yep. people are used to in smaller rental properties, that doesn't work well in my world. Yes. Because we're talking millions. So you're asking people to put up a lot of capital. Yes. So the kind of stuff, and I'm going to keep it at the generic level, right? Yep. But the kind of stuff that you want to look at, you can always get an acquisition fee. I usually get something like that. Yep. It's a percentage of the purchase price. Okay, an acquisition fee. Acquisition yep. so typically fee. Typically around one percent, something like yeah, that, of right? The purchase price of the purchase yep. price. You can also throw in there a management ta- asset management fee, right? Yep. So which is not uh, like I've done my research. You know, these are mm-hmm. kind of standard things. Although sometimes in difficult times, you can't collect on that asset yep. management fee. Right, right yeah. now, I hate to say. Uh, so you, you only collect be, when it's there. <laughs> you got to be prepared for that, right? Especially if you're the finder. In terms of percentages, well, and this is something you mm-hmm. used to teach. I'm sure that's what mm-hmm. you're going to be teaching these folks. I've learned from you. It depends what you bring to the table yeah. in terms of expertise. In my case, it's quite significant. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but I don't do 50-50, but it may be easily somewhere between, you know, and it depends how much capital is involved. The more yes. capital, you got to kind of lower that number, but somewhere yeah. between 20 and 30% okay. uh, is in terms of uh, my share of the equity or my wife's and I's shares okay. of equity. So let's just, for round numbers, let's just say it's 30. So you would have a 30% ownership. Your investment Correct. partner would have Correct. a 70%. Correct. Do you charge a disposition fee as well? I've heard You could, yeah, you yeah. could do that, yeah. Okay. But again, you got to adapt that to it, depending what percentage of acquisition fee. If you're very yeah. generous at that end, maybe you want to be less generous, but that's also a possibility, yes. Right. Okay. Yes, I have some deals with a disposition fee. Or when you refinance, a refinancing fee. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. uh, Russell, uh, it, this is a lot of work, guys, okay? I'm looking at all three cameras yeah, here exactly. so that you all understand. <laughs> the, uh, the whole audience. Here. A guy like me makes it sound sometimes too easy. I just, so first of all, I'm an active investor, as you know, yes. so I have a deal right now that's approved. You're full-time. This is your, this is your I'm business. A, I'm this is your profession. Full-time. Yes. You're and, a master And I take craft. this super seriously. Yes. Uh, like I said, reputation in this business is critical. Like if you mess up, unfortunately, I remember the first part of the interview, I said it's a finite world, the world of apartment building mm-hmm. investing. And so there, if you mess up with a lender, unlike small rental properties, you can always find a corner BMO that's going to work with yep. you or another mortgage broker. In my world, if you mess up, it, it doesn't uh, forgive easily. So yeah. you're walking on, uh, on eggshells. So you got to be careful about that. So I'm super well prepared for that. That's really uh, important to to make sure that I'm prepared. But right now I have a deal that I'm refinancing and uh, I prepare my own financing applications because why? I used to tell the lenders, the banks, this is what you need if you want same machine to insure your loan. So I know exactly what they want. And my binder, I you know, I gave it to the lender. I give this on a flash drive yeah. in sorry, word I'm, format. I'm sorry, I'm smiling because there's a, we could tell an inside joke about the package. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> we, will, we might not get there, but it's, it's for those of you 
of them if you're a long-term, long-term. Yeah. I forgot the word uh, financing in there. And so I was talking about my package on stage, right? Uh, 700 people laughing their heads off and I didn't know why. <laughs> bragging about his package. <laughs> well, I still brag about my package uh, to this day because this financing application I got on yeah. the lender's desk right now, I got approved. We got everything and, you know, it's cool because I know what outcome to expect. Uh, and this is the stuff I teach as well. It's yeah. cool to know and to have that relationship with the lenders. But in any case, they never called me once to say something is missing, yes. right? Uh, but so that that's the kind of preparation that you want to have. And they will ask you, Russell, who has control of the asset? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the key things that they, they want to know, who's got the net worth and all that. But as far as the, um, you know, the uh, structure of the deal, that's kind of it, basically. Yeah. You can have a disposition fee, you can have an acquisition fee, and a certain percentage of the equity, which will depend on what you bring to the yeah. table, the expertise and the know-how. Do you usually just have one investor per property? That's that's Nirvana, I, I would understand. It's probably just one per deal. So I got to tell you, the system that I use works so well that the majority of my investors, mm-hmm. this is pretty cool. Yeah. And again, it's not to brag, it's just a fact. They're, they're, it's the same people time and time again right. that are high net worth individuals that come and invest with me because I use this kind of systems, risk yep. mitigation and assessment systems that I've mentioned. And yes, I do have one, some of those buildings. One particular guy is my largest investor. Yeah. I treat him like gold uh, no uh, and champagne once in a while. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, but he knows everything is run professionally. Yeah. So. And and then how do you, what kind of shares does the investment partner have in the USA? With Non-voting shares. Non-voting shares at 70. And, then, and 70 pardon, pardon me if I, my ignorance in this is that I, I, I do know a good portion of it. How do you set out like a, a hundred shares and then it's based yeah. on the, the number of shares or yeah. what, how do you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, off right. the top of my head, I didn't think you'd ask me that question. I should know this, but after that, still, it's uh, my lawyer does all of that. Right. So let's say there's uh, so many. Sh- it's proportional. So yes. so let's say so let's there's 100, 30, you, get, you get 30, he gets 70. They, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or 100. Uh, yeah. I get 100, they get uh, 200 type thing. Right. If it's 30, 70 type thing, something right. like that, Russell. It's that simple and it's allocated. The stuff, that's the lawyer does that. Yeah. As long as you agree on the, the key numbers, the 30 or yes. 30, 70 or whatever, 20, 80, mm-hmm. uh, the lawyers will do that. But the key thing I want to stress again is who has voting shares. And in my case, the banks have faith in me, right? I've never defaulted mm-hmm. on a mortgage. They know my background at CMHC. So they'll, 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 they'll but you need to okay. tell the lenders that uh, who, who has control of the asset. In case you default, they need to you know get you to sign on on the documents, they can't yep. go running around. So the idea is about the structure, Russell, is again, keeping it very, very simple. And it is that simple, just what I described to you. Yeah. Okay. And and something, you know, you would describe in the agreement, uh, when are you going dis- to distribute cash, uh, things like about the contingency fund, uh, you know, all of these kind of things would be described in the uh, USA, Unanimous okay. Shareholder Agreement. Awesome. Now, I'm going to run this thread of just a, it's a, an analogy and, and it's an example. So let's say I've got 250000 bucks. Yep. Uh, follow what you do and and let's say 250,000 bucks is enough yeah. to buy into your next deal. Yeah. We've met you've it known wouldn't me. Be enough, by the way. It wouldn't be enough or no, would it? No, no. Okay, no. what do you need? 400? Oh, more than that. Depending Look, where hey, my hey, market. Are you guys getting? He's already up in the amount of money. I'm no, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, it is true. Like I, I you need nowadays in my market, right? I'm yeah. investing in Edmonton, although yeah. I live uh, just outside of Calgary. Uh, you need uh, nowadays. You'll need a good uh, six, seven hundred thousand okay. dollars at bare minimum. Okay, seven hundred fifty thousand bucks. Yeah. Look at so, how, yeah. look at how he just raised the amount of money that I was willing to contribute. <laughs> See, there's a, there's a good salesman here. Yeah. Always. Well, it's so it's a cost to yeah. these uh, dollars. So obviously, you've qualified me, and, and yeah. we have an alignment. We think yeah. we can work together. Yeah. 
what's part of your process to the next step? Do you like, is it a offering a, a letter of understanding or a memorandum or what's the next step before we get in? Or do you just go right to the USA or how do you? Take yeah, we, this? at that point, we go right to the USA. Once okay. the uh, investor has, as you said, we've managed the expectations. We know what, mm-hmm. what the investment horizon, when it, all the, 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 the minds have aligned, yeah. then we just sign the USA. Yeah. Normally we need, uh, and that's another very important tip. You need to have your investor send the money early. Yes. Early. Okay. So you need uh, the money before you actually go shopping, or do you kind of? Ideally, Russell, yeah. this is what we talked about: the chicken, which uh, chicken egg, which one egg, yeah. come, comes first? Uh, here's the beauty. Again, because I have repeat investors, because mm-hmm. they know me, they know the system, they trust me, and yeah. all of that. Sometimes I don't even sign a USA yet. The mm-hmm. money will send because you need money for mm-hmm. uh, a, a deposit and all of that. So they will. But I do open a bank account very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do uh, bookkeeping. I don't do accounting. I leave that to specialists. My yep. job, that's not my area of expertise. So I leave that to professionals. But I open a bank account. And uh, if they've signed the USA, they can forward the money straight into that bank account so that the bookkeeper yep. can track all of that money. Yep. It's professionally done. So yeah, there's and no you issues have all there. The, every dollar to go through yes. that one account because it makes it's an easy bookkeeping. Process. Easy bookkeeping. Yeah. It's just super important. I, I stress that a lot, Russell. And uh, the other reason why you want to have that money up front is, uh, and this is stuff I cover. I you know, I'm not here to sell my course, but this is, I, you know, I've been doing this so long. Mm-hmm. We know what questions, what, what's on people's mind, what they need to know. We've got uh, in Alberta and across Canada now the anti-money laundering issue yes. that we have to deal with. Where the, where's the money coming from? And normally you want to have that money sitting in that corporate account. It is a corporate, it is a business account, mm-hmm. uh, usually at least three months in yep. advance, right, in that bank account. Ideally, these, this is ideally, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. If not, and I warn your audience here that they need to tell the bank where the money came from, right? They want to ensure that it didn't come from some terrorist source. So uh, if your investors puts in whatever amount of money, they need to be able to backtrack uh, your transfer of funds, how they ended up in your bank account. So uh, right. just a cab. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, that's, you know, that's why your investors are happy to contribute $750,000 well, is because they don't have the time to do that, all that work. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why you get paid what you get paid as part of the process is because you take on all those all of details. That. And I meant to tell you earlier about the financing application. Like, uh, not only did I, you know, I've got the best financing application in the country, it's so much work. It's a, yeah. it's a month and a half, two months. Of and, work, and typically, of work. Uh, in together. the commercial world, they charge you for that privilege. One percent right? of the loan amount. Are, are you able to save that typically, or do they well, still charge so, you? Yeah, that? no, they charge me a bit of a fee, but I'm saving yeah, it. Yeah. But more, more um, above all, Russell, I'm in control. And you get it done. I get it done. Yeah. Like, like I said, this application I just got approved. We're going to get funding in a week or so. Mm-hmm. The lender did not call me once, but I just want to say to people, it's work. Mm-hmm. This, I, I don't want to sit here with you and make people believe that it's easy, but you can all do it and you get the kind of rewards that uh, yeah. you and I benefit from. Well, that's that's what I, I, I actually, you do make it look easy, but I actually, I actually, that's one of my definitions of a professional is somebody who takes something very complex and complicated and makes it look easy. That's the definition. System. Absolutely. And you have a procedure and you have a system and you're system. relentless and ruthless rigid. to making sure that it's done. You have a PhD in pig-headed determination. Yeah, I'm rigid <laughs> and I'm rigid. And my job again, I sorry, I'm, I'm gonna repeat myself, but these are the key things that you need to know. In the world of multifamily, yes, the rewards are commensurate. 
you know, because you, you, you know, we, we make more money mm-hmm. with less effort. The, the effort is up front. Yep. Once that's done, it's more of an easier ride than small rental properties, right? Yes. Less sweat equity involved, less volatility, lower risk asset mm-hmm. by a long shot. I don't want to get into that because that's not the point. You were talking about raising money, but it, it, it's all part of the rewards that yep. you get when you get into the world of multifamily. But my job is to make everybody else's job easy. But you have to be prepared. Well, that means, let's talk about specifically about raising capital. So the lender's going to want to know, like Mm -hmm. I said, for reasons that I said earlier, but also the realtors, the realtors, they want to know, do you have the money? Because because the world of multifamily realtors is a lot smaller. They don't want to waste their time with somebody that hasn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, figured it out and doesn't have the money. It's just kicking the tires. Yep. Tire kicking in my world of investing in large apartment buildings not accepted. Yes. So that's why. So they'll need to know. The first person who's going to know is the the, the realtor. Do you have the money? Yes. To buy the size of property you want me to look out for for yep. you on your behalf, and then it's going to be the lender. So yep. you need to, to know this in advance. Have that in a bank account, and uh, it, it reassures the lender. The lender was going to ask you very quickly. Nice. Well, we are going to do one more segment here. I got a really cool line of questioning on the okay. final segment. But before we um, wrap it up on here, um, where can people get a hold of you? Um, where's the best website? Okay. And you talked about the, your multifamily course. Yeah. Um, where where can somebody maybe check out that information if they're into this world? Well, it's multifamilyinvestingcanada.com. Multifamilyinvestingcanada.com. Okay. Yeah, the acronym is MIC. Yeah. So multifamilyinvestingcanada.com. Yes, I've been doing these. Uh, you were at my very first one. It's evolved so much since then. Six years ago or how long? Uh, 2011. 2011? Yeah. Seven, eight years yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow, seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's experiential. I teach people literally all the tools, all my multifamily hacks from beginning to end. Yeah. Uh, and it's experiential. As yeah. we said earlier, it's about hands-on, one case study, one of my deals. So it's all mm-hmm. real stuff, real yeah. deals uh, from beginning to end. Why did I pick that market? How did I do my research? Uh, you know, the data, where did I find the data? I teach them. Why did I pick that property? Why did I choose that specific financing strategy to buy this asset? And uh, what happened afterwards if I refinance, what kind of return on investment I got? One deal. And then if you come to the live event as well, I have guest speakers, another mortgage mm-hmm. broker that, again, brings additional, uh, you know, uh, case studies that you can work on. So you can use, see how these various financing strategies, because they have to fit the specific circumstances yep. of your deal. That's what I do. And I have an online course that does the same thing. Uh, the live event is always very cool because mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier, first step is to take people to uh, conduct a physical uh, experience, a physical uh, inspection, sorry, of an apartment building accompanied by a professional building inspector. And then we get into case studies as well, the offer process. I show you samples or examples of actual offer to purchase, why I structured them that way and all of that, specific clauses and all that jazz, all the way to uh, putting your financing together. That's what I do, online or live event. So from that website, is that the best place to get a hold of you? Yeah, multifamilyinvestingcanada.com. And you have have an email address there and all that. Yeah, concept. yeah, yeah. Okay. Or yeah, people can reach me at pturgeon at matterhorninvesting.com. P-T-U-R-G-E-O-N at matterhorninvesting.com. Perfect, perfect. Well, we got one more segment to go, guys. Right. And just, I'm just, I, I can't help with a big smile on my face. <laughs> Not because it's just so beautiful outside, but it's just, I'm enjoying catching up with a really good Likewise. friend here as well. Likewise. So we'll be right back. Well, welcome back, everybody. I sure hope I got all the cameras turned on. It's like <laughs> it's like when you're just getting so much gold. I'm just getting so excited that I have to forget I'm the cameraman too. Yeah. Here at the same time, just thoroughly enjoying our conversation here. And Likewise. we could. And here's the thing that's coming with all these interviews is the onion is so many layers yeah. that it's almost turning into multiple, multiple conversations. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I welcome you anytime you're on my way into the coast. Um, Thank I will you. cook eggs. I, I, I won't, I'll go down <laughs> to the store and buy them. <laughs> I won't pick them from the backyard, but you're more than welcome to come to the studio sure. and I'd love to have another conversation sure. as well. Sure. Love to do okay, that. so two things I want to talk about at the very, very end here. I'd be remiss, um, which is kind of, it's great because we're going to talk on both ends of the spectrum. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the whole realm of uh, risk and risk mitigation, because that's, you know, that's what you're, you're a lot yeah. you're known for, and you've yeah. lived in that world for so much. But risk to a point, then there also has to be that you have to actually shoot the puck and do something. Yeah. So I think it's a perfect final conversation. So yeah. what will be your best example that your best tips and hacks and strategies you'd offer people in order to do your diligence and yeah. mitigate the risk on your investments for investors. Yeah. And it's cool because in order to answer that question, Russell, I can go back to my background as the manager at CMEC of default manager in real estate. So as I said, my, my experience is very cool because it's from the offensive point of view when you buy or refinance an apartment mm-hmm. building, also when they default. So I know I know what bad deals look like. And I think the biggest mistake I saw, so first of all, good news about apartment buildings, they rarely default. To this day, we're having a severe recession again mm-hmm. in Alberta. I mean, we're out of it officially, but the uh, negative impacts are still being this felt and suffered. Oh, big time. <laughs> this is a long freaking hangover. hangover and we partied Russell. way too hard for too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But uh, in my days as the manager of defaults at CMHC, is usually the property risk factor is one where people fail oftentimes, i.e. they underestimate the kind of repairs and upgrades that are required mm. in the property. Like a roof, depending on the size of the building, let's say a 20 suiter building is going to cost you easily 60 grand. Yeah. So, you know, when you conduct your due diligence, you have to assess the physical condition of the property very thoroughly and to assess these repairs and upgrades that may be required. Because if uh, if you have not planned for this and it happens during you know the ownership of the property. You may uh, you, may, you may not have enough cash flow to pay for that, mm-hmm. right? And usually, so so what you do in that regard, the way to mitigate that risk is so a thorough assessment yep. of the property uh, done first of all by yourself. Usually, what I teach in my course is go and do a walk through yourself. Yep. If the property is too scary, listen to your gut. That's God speaking. Yep. You know, call it whatever your intuition. Okay, listen to that. You do your walk through. You don't like it, then walk away. It's yes. that simple. Then if you think it's good enough. Here. You haven't been scared by the property, then get a professional building inspector or an engineer mm-hmm. to go through it and uh, do an inspection. And if re- they identify significant repairs like a roof, what I would do for a roof, either I try to negotiate the price down with the vendor or I would uh, raise uh, money accordingly to, yeah. to, to be able to replace the roof. Yeah. Uh, the other thing uh, that, uh, that's what you do. So you go through all various building systems, mechanical, building envelope, uh, plumbing and all that to ensure that they're sound. And if not, have money aside or reduce the price, the purchase price to address those. But oftentimes people, if they don't do that, then they get into a situation where they need to do make a cash injection to the property and they don't have the money. So then right. they be- that's the problem. You almost have to assume that, and, and quite frankly, if, if you're in it for the long game, this is one of the things, how do I best say this? When I first got started, we, we all heard invest for the long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm in for the long term, but what does that exactly mean? It yeah. almost means that if you're going to own a, a property for 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. almost everything in it 
will have to be replaced. And yes. you, have to, you have to almost account for that along, along the way, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you've got a, a multifamily apartment buildings at bare minimum. Even 10 years now, I'm getting into that round where the, that 10-year period has come around. And that's the worst of it. The, the concept here is remaining economic life, Russell. You yes. may recall me saying yep. this. It's a remaining economic life, REL, of various building components. And you're right. Everything has a limited remaining economic life. So sooner or later, you're going to have to replace the roof. Good news about the roof, you got usually 25, 20, 25 years easily. Mm -hmm. A boiler, something like that, 15, 20 years, right? So different things, uh, you know, and, and you got to keep in mind, depending on the age of the property, the, the turnover of replacement for these various building components may be greater if it's an older property, right? Yeah. So your operating expenses are going to be greater if you buy an older property. So that all that determines based, will determine a, a purchase price, right? Yeah, purchase price. And then it also will determine how much cash is required. And how and much contingency fund how much in contingency place. fund you'll have to have. And it all builds in. You're doing all of this before you probably even write an offer. Absolutely. Right? That's part I, of your, your That's the your assessment I make yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. And I wish, I wish, and this is one of my hopes, and I wish I would have done this in my single family, taking that much time and oh. attention to do, to, to really, to take a look at all the mechanics. And it's smaller on a single family. You're just looking at a furnace and yeah, a hot water yeah. tank and, and yeah. things like that. But build all that in from the day one. I do. Right? Like literally, Russell, some, some properties, like let's say if the vendor, like, let, me, let me pick a roof, which mm -hmm. is the most, one of the largest uh, capital expenditure that you can have. If, if, if you know, mm -hmm. I will address all of that. Usually I try to stabilize the properties as fast as I can. For example, the building that I've got, like I said, I've got on the lender's desk and we're going to get funding in the next week or so. Yeah. It needed a new roof. It needed, uh, what else did it need? It needed new railings that were not up to code anymore, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, now the height of the railings is about four inches higher. So as soon as we took possession, I had lined up yeah. the roofing guy that we went in and replaced the roof and all that. But you see, I don't have that surprise. As difficult as it's been, mm -hmm. as I said, now the real estate market in Alberta is very difficult. Those are issues I didn't have to deal with because I did my homework up front so yeah. thoroughly. Yeah. That part did not surprise me. Imagine if, it, if I hadn't done that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of a sudden you, you got an expensive 60 grand to replace the yeah. roof. Oof. Or you're not up to code, yeah. right? I mean, that's something else to check that the property is code compliant to bylaws and, you know, safety, fire and safety and all of that. Yeah. No, I mean, this is where it's cool to do what I do, you know, like you do with your, also your background. But I'm a lawyer, right? I used to be a lawyer. Don't mm -hmm. hold it against me, please, yes. guys. Uh, I quit Still the profession. I'm not as anal as some lawyers. I love you because I have to love you more. <laughs> but, but I am meticulous and that stuff pays well for me. That yeah. it pays off well. I, I don't have to deal with that, despite the fact that I have the market risk factors flaring up, let's yeah. say now in my circumstances now, at least I don't have to deal with the property risk factor, which I nipped in the bud before you're right, before yeah. I even took possession of the building. So I would imagine even another bugaboo or hot button would be balconies. Probably yeah. anytime you see something, if you, you see it's an yeah. original balcony or something yeah. like that, you probably have to have that as a factor. Yeah. In. yeah. Oh, and that's very expensive. Yeah. That's super expensive. Yeah, I've bought into individual units within apartment buildings and stuff and balconies. You know, lo and behold, a, a balcony that falls off is a danger for tenants to live in there. Who would have thunk? Huh? No, I'm super <laughs> thorough about these things, yeah. Russell. I'm super thorough. That's I'm mainly retentive about yeah. Oops, Oops. Maybe I shouldn't have said that in the video, but yeah, that's I, I'm, I just pay a lot of attention yeah. to that because I know from my days as a default manager at CMEC, that's a lot of uh, challenges occur there. Or over leveraging, the other big risk yeah. that people do, you know, over leveraging. Yeah.
paying too much and also financing too much. And that's a conversation I'm having with a lot of, especially new investors who are in that, I want to grow and I want to scale and things like that. Sometimes more is not the answer. And, you know, I had a conversation with a fellow who uh, had a free and clear house. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's fantastic. He goes, no, I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to pull out the equity from it. And I go, actually, my goal is to be free and clear of my properties, right? Having a portfolio of 15 free and clear houses is completely different than having a 90% loan to value on a hundred houses. Yeah. Right. It's a completely different, you, you look at like different yeah. in that case. And the goal is that we eventually own them yeah. without mortgages. Yeah. Right. But which is why this question of being full-time at yeah. it, even that aspect, I, I question again, right. Because of the current market circumstances mm-hmm. that we're in, I'm certainly mm-hmm. trying to do not trying, but I'm doing different things now to have a, a secondary income, right. Yeah. Because you got to be able to go with the waves, the cycles of the market, the real estate market, when the times are not mm-hmm. so good, you know, you're not making a lot of money, but long-term, Owning the properties free and clear, of course, is the ultimate goal. And that's when the cash flow comes in straight, right? Yeah, to you. Yeah. you don't have to re-inject into the property as much. And then that's the lifestyle. So you you really, if you really, guys, if maybe a point is that always be looking at it from a standpoint about your being, the ability, how a bank would see you. Yeah. A bank wants you to have free and clear properties. A yeah. bank wants you to have all this surplus income. Yeah. A bank wants you not to have to borrow the money. And that's when they'll borrow, lend you yeah. the money. Right. So just always look at it from that standpoint. So so the final line of questioning, which is a perfect transition from risk. So you're you're fantastic from mitigating risk and analyzing risk. Yeah. But there is a fine line between getting stuck in only seeing risk yeah. and then flipping it over to the other side because you actually have to shoot the puck and take action. Yeah. So what's the what's the kind of what is the avenue of when do you stop? trying to look at what can go wrong. Yeah. And then when do you start focusing on the, on the what can go right so, and what do we do? Yeah, I can only answer your question generically because everybody in risk profile will yeah. be different, right? Yeah, yeah. some people what, like to knit and some people jump out of airplanes. Exactly. <laughs> so the idea, and this is something all I can tell, you know, is what I'm about to tell you is you need to figure this out for yourself. What's your appetite for risk? Mm-hmm. You know, the good news about every risk factor that I mentioned, right? Property, market, uh, valuation or the value of the price mm-hmm. and the, you the board can be mitigated according to your risk profile so that's what you have to figure out for yourself first and then with your investors what's the because look if uh you know you want to mitigate the uh the valuation risk or or the cash flow risk well the less you board the more you're gonna the bigger your cash flow right yeah. so if you're worried about it and if you think about it any real estate investment russell our biggest risk is that of a not enough cash flow mm-hmm. not enough to pay for our expenses and all of that our mortgage and all of that so if you want to make it mitigate that risk and sleep at night put more money down yes. however know that it's you know, I, I keep it very simple, even on, in terms of calculating returns on investment, cash on cash return, how much money goes in, how much money comes out. But if you put more money down to mitigate that cash mm-hmm. flow risk, mm-hmm. then your return on investment goes down as well. So you need okay. to be find the balance that's appropriate for you and your investors. That's what those are the kind of conversation. You know, we're talking about a questionnaire to select, you know, joint venture uh, partners and all that. Those are the kind of conversations you need to have with them. Yeah. Yeah. and investment horizon. But the good news, what my, my key message is every risk can be mitigated. If one is too yeah. much for you, well, then mitigate, mitigate it. Yeah. Right? And, and, maybe, and maybe it could be as 
as as follows is work with somebody who's an expert at mitigating risk. Yes. If you're not good at it yeah. or you don't even want to think about the risk and I just don't even want to be bothered. I'm a I'm a big thinker, visionary yeah. and flying, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. I'm, the, I'm the entrepreneur. Then work with somebody who yeah. can who can do yeah. all that, right? Oh That's, yeah, you but yeah, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Doesn't it. mean you can't it can't be ignored. Yeah. No, it cannot be ignored and the lender's going to ask you. They're going to they're going to ask you these questions, yes. right? And that's the good news for me is like I said, I know my systems work because I have okay. repeat investors time and time again. Like I said, I'll get the money even before they sign an agreement because yeah. they know what the agreement is going to look like and they know I've got systems in place. Same thing with the lenders. Yeah. I get I get I get away with things with lenders because yeah. I have these systems in place. But I I, I want to yeah, I I know where you're coming from. People fear risk. Gosh, uh, you know, we've had you and I and uh, everybody who's invested in real estate ups and downs. But mm -hmm. uh, would we go back? Would I go back to my cubicle at CMHC despite the challenge I'm even experiencing right now? No, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. No, I wouldn't. I have a, you know, we do this because we want a greater freedom. Yep. And I do have it. And you know, the greatest freedom of all, financially, sometimes there's downs, but I, I have freedom of thought. Mm -hmm. Russell, how priceless is, it, yeah. is this? I mean, when you work for an employer, and I'm not, I'm not disparaging people work who have jobs, jobs at all. But now that I don't have a job, I'm self-employed. I can think because when you have a job, it's your employer who owns most of your time and your thought process, which is directed at doing the work that you do. Mm -hmm. and, and being able to think is is uh, is a lost art in today's yeah, world. And people being, don't take the time. No. Right? And I, I enjoy that. I can think bigger picture, you know, and yeah. I can go in the middle of the day, you know, uh, go, go to a yoga class mm -hmm. or take vacation. I have that freedom, but it comes at a price. But that's what those are the rewards from taking risks. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's the silence between the notes that create the music. Absolutely. Right? And it's Absolutely. Being at peace of mind is that contentment. It's just that Absolutely. creating that lifestyle. Yeah. So, and greater awareness. Absolutely. So what... Um, What's next for you? What's uh, what's the uh, what's the vision look like for Pierre Paul Turgeon? Uh, you've accomplished so much, and you know it's funny every time. Oh, and by the way, I was a lawyer, and oh by the <laughs> way, I created the Palestine Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Oh, by the way, it's just like it's one of these just side yeah. side things. You've accomplished so much in your life. Yeah. Um, what's what's next on the horizon for you? To be honest with you, Russell, I have been doing this like you, well, not less, less longer than you, but, uh, you know, now I've got this online course and this, those live events that's taken me years to develop with the assistance mm -hmm. of a third-party consultant. Uh, now I really look forward to serving these people, making mm -hmm. this more of a business business line, being on uh, on the internet more and mm -hmm. all that. I mean, I do speak across the country and all that. I look forward to that because I feel I've barely scratched the surface. Uh, I'm very lucky there's not a lot of people with my kind of expertise across Canada, and especially people mm -hmm. willing to, to share it, yeah. right, in a formal manner out to the public. So I look forward to finally uh, doing that because I've got a product, which, as I said, taken me, it's taken me mm -hmm. years to do that. So that's one thing. Yes, a book. Uh, if I can stop long enough, that yeah. would, and I love writing. I'm a good writer. Uh, that's something I, I definitely want to do. But also taking it to the next level. Uh, I've, I've got to tell you, I nearly bought a brand new uh, property just a year and a half ago, to, I guess two years ago now, uh, with two guys. So the, 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 actually the same guys that were a uh, 
two guys that owned the company and they were about uh, to invest about $8 million with me. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was brand new product. So getting my game to that level, now that I've got all these systems in place, that's uh, buying larger properties, absolutely. Right. uh, Because there's benefits attached to that newer properties in particular, right? Your operating expenses are significantly lower. And, uh, but I'm learning lessons now as well in this Mm -hmm. current, uh, you know, real estate environment that's challenging. So I want to implement some of these lessons as well. Yeah, but well, uh, the biggest thing is to, you know, have a, 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 this course and teaching and how to invest in apartment buildings and all that yeah. as a formal business. Be out there. Marketing is something that I'm learning mm-hmm. beyond the internet and all of that. And uh, so yeah. that's what I look forward to. Just providing and giving back and be a more service. Yeah, because and I, you, you're, you're tre- tremendous service already or what you have. Contributed. Yeah. Well, I, I barely scrapped that surface. So yeah. to me, it's important to go all the way. I, mm-hmm. How you do anything is how you do everything yes. is what I teach my children. Children and uh, I just feel in that world, I you know, I've been dabbing here and there on the side, and now I want to be go to my maximum potential to be able to serve and, and share the knowledge I have because you know uh, it, there's a need for it and there's a demand for it. Okay. And now, I enjoy before it. I ask you the final, which I kind of asked um, everybody at the very end, is kind of a little bit of a final inspirational yeah. message that you want to leave people with. But before I do ask that, um, I wanted to just first acknowledge and just uh, pay some gratitude for who you are and okay. Thank um, you. your value that you bring and your willingness to help and contribute mm. and just the willingness to open people in with open arms. And you just, you just have a family is important to you and you treat everybody you come yeah. in contact with like family until until yeah. <laughs> until they they don't deserve to be treated yeah. that way but um i just i'm just honored to have known you all these years and i think that you just come likewise. from a place where you're you just have an amazing heart and, and Thank your you. willingness to serve well, well the likewise yeah. Uh, yeah. you know you know uh, let, let's backtrack a little bit on that so my mission by the way and i have a mission statement mm-hmm. is to democratize the access to multifamily investing in canada that's my mission. My purpose, as a matter of fact, Russell, is to instruct, so that is give knowledge so that people can act upon it, inspire as well, because without inspiration, you don't you don't take action, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's that's important. And my goal, and you're right, success has to come from that heart place, yeah. right? Uh, I want people to succeed. You, you know that. I'm still in touch with mm-hmm. successful students of mine that bought their apartment buildings once in a while. They need a little bit of uh, input mm-hmm. and a little advice. Uh, but my hope, right, because we do this to create wealth for ourselves and my hope is by helping people to create wealth through investing in apartment buildings in Canada yeah. that they will do good in the world with the wealth that they yeah. create and, and and I mean this this is the, this is what drives me when I do this stuff yeah. Russell it's important because I we said we are blessed mm-hmm. uh, despite challenges everybody always has challenges it depends how you frame them but that's important to me and because I do get the struggle like you uh, like I said I come from a poor family number nine family of 12 in Quebec. And uh, I, I, I want this journey of investing in apartment buildings for people to be a lot easier than it's been for me. Yep. And I am privileged and blessed to have this insider's knowledge, right? That's mm-hmm. cool. I feel I can't sit on this. Yes. I cannot just sit on it. Yep. And yeah, I will always err on the side of generosity. Yep. That's how I am. Yep. That's why I think we're, we're quite aligned. My uh, with, For myself is in the, in the simplest version is I will always uh, leave people feel inspired, yeah. encouraged, and I will always come from a place of love. Yeah. That's what yeah. you can count on me for. And I think that's very, very, uh, I very, aligned, you in very aligned there. All right. So the final thing that I'd just like you to leave with people and, and you can pick whichever camera you like, maybe, okay. maybe this one over here, <laughs> that one right there and get really heartfelt yeah. and soul felt yeah. is, so if somebody's 
maybe just looking for a little bit of an inspirational message to kind of they're maybe feeling a little bit stuck and they just are, are just need to take another step forward what would be a message that you would leave with that person so i think about that a lot daily so you saw my gratitude rock earlier so that and it literally i i when i get dressed i have to have that rock with me even if i work in the garden on the acreage so being in a state of gratitude and, and compassion i every day i work on my mindset yes. uh russell that's super important if somebody's stuck you know you said it already in between you just got to take action. Do something. There's genius in taking action. Remember our good friend, uh, Philip mm. uh, McKernan, would always say that. And it is so true. To be honest with you, I've got huge challenges at this very moment, day in, day out. And uh, some days it's harder, but you go for a walk. But at the end of the day, move forward. Mm. Mm-hmm. Take action because uh, then, and, and also move, but also take time off like meditating and all that. I go to yoga, uh, which is a form of meditation where 70 minutes hot yoga, by the yeah. way, but take action. When, when the world uh, looks dark around you, don't, don't sit around. That's the worst thing yeah. you can do is, is to take action. And again, you know, when you live in a state of gratitude, like, look, you just said it, like we're just around beautiful fields, you know, Rockies mm-hmm. over there, the cows, you know, the, the, the horses, my chickens, the new mm-hmm. and I here, you know, hugging your family members. I, I live like that, yeah. right? It helps you through these times. And uh, yeah, so I think, but take action. When it, the, the yeah. going gets tough, keep moving and keep being alert. Uh, the one thing, Russell, that I'm so grateful, this, you know, and we're, I'm going maybe too long at this, but uh, this, this one question, but you, that, never, you can never go that, that touches me really. Yeah. Uh, this is the one thing that I'm grateful. I did allude to that, that being self-employed, yeah, it comes with a high price, right? Uh, when there's a problem, by the way, this is something I teach. When you come to my workshop, the live one, you know, and I learned this from my big sister, when there's a problem, Russell, there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot find the solution, that means you're part of the problem. Right. This is very powerful. The solution is always there, mm-hmm. right? And if you can't find it, it's, it's your problem. And you have, there's means to find it. But the greatest thing I'm grateful for, uh, being self-employed and through you know, the benefits of real estate investing is that freedom of thought, which in turn, you know, being more aware of my thoughts and choosing thoughts that serve my goals and my purpose, but it's to have the, the ability to have developed a greater awareness. I, I don't know, until until I, I got to the point where I'm at with some financial freedom, despite the challenges that that might, might entail, I have more awareness of what's around me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, you know, when you're work day in, day out, you, you don't have, at least I found it was hard to have that awareness. Yeah. So taking time out, I'm an outdoors guy, as you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But when it gets tough, keep yep. moving. Yeah. When, when you don't know what to do, do something. Anything. Right. Anything. A bad plan is better than no plan. <laughs> and more specifically, Russell, this is something I research. Like, it's, you go on YouTube, guys. There's lots of resources out there. Tony Robbins, like he says, it. if you've got dark thoughts, you know, just physically move. Do any motion. Get up and you'll yeah. see. But we have a choice of our thoughts. Yeah. And uh, we can do so much. And I don't mean to BS people. This is true. I believe that. And you have to believe that to get to greater things, to buy apartment buildings. You have to believe you can do it and you can do it. You don't have to be a former CMC underwriter to do this. Absolutely. But take action. Couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you very much. Thank you, Russell. That was uh, was a gift. 
And it truly was like Christmas. We opened an awful lot of, we unpacked a, a lot, lot of, of unpacking. <laughs> a lot of unpacking today, a lot of presents that were unwrapped. So, awesome. so guys, uh, stay tuned. There's more of these coming. I'm committed to bring these, these stories, introduce you to people that you might not know. And Pierre Paul is just, honestly, Pierre Paul, I think you're just getting started. I, I, you're, I you're, in so. like, you're in like the second inning of a nine inning game. I think so, and you're Russell. just, you're just getting started. I can't wait to see what I, what's I think next. so, Russell. Thank you. I can't Appreciate wait. So guys, stick, stick it out. There's more coming and we'll talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Cheers. Hey, so what did you think of this episode? What were some of your biggest takeaways? What were some of the key action, key implementable is that even a word? Implementable ideas. Things that you wrote down that just resonated with you. Things that you wrote down that you're going to send that note. Things that you wrote down that you're going to make that call. Things that you wrote down that you're going to take that action. Because if you don't do anything with what you learned, you might as well have not have learned it at all. So that is what we're all about here, is moving forward with velocity. Moving forward with the knowledge, armed and backed and supported by tremendous experts who got your back. We truly do. Did you um, see the differences between single family and multifamily? Did you, um, maybe you're looking to take that next step. Maybe you've got really invigorated by it and you're going to go back through some of my other podcasts where we talk to some multifamily investors and you're going to dive deeper into it. Did you understand the risk potential? You know, when you're talking with potential investors, identifying the risk mitigating risk is one of the most important things to have as a successful real estate investor. And if you got all those, did you understand Pierre Paul's Moses plan, the M-O-S-E-S plan, right? The Moses plan, you know, coming down from the, the, the mountain with the Mount, I'm probably going to get some biblical terms wrong here, coming down from Mount Sinai with the tablets, right? <laughs> if you will. So what did you get from it? That was number one. But more importantly, what are you going to do with it? And I'm going to, so I'm sitting here, I'm looking at you. I'm listening to you. In your head, I, you just had an answer. Something popped into your head when I asked that question about what are you going to do with this? Now, five, four, three, two, one, do something with it. Take action. Move forward. Do something. All right. So guys, I mentioned this last time about a little bit of a pivot of something that I was thinking about doing. Not thinking. I'm committed to do this. And um, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard, but that makes it worthwhile. Is the marketplace that I invest in, and if I shouldn't be any secret to anybody who listens to my podcast what market that is, but if it's not your market, no problem. Follow along and see what we're going to be doing because you can apply what I'm going to be showing you and teaching you and sharing with you. Apply it to your marketplace. You know, whether maybe you're Thunder Bay, you apply maybe what I'm going to be sharing and teaching what you're doing, and that's your market Thunder Bay. Maybe it's Sudbury, maybe it's Timmins, maybe it's Quebec City, maybe it's Belleville, maybe it's um, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, maybe it's Elbow, maybe it's Cochrane, Airdrie, wherever in this beautiful country. St. Bonifast, Manitoba, 
right? Beautiful place, Gander, Newfoundland, if you will. Wherever your market is, that's maybe where you're going to target and follow along on the acquisitions and follow along on the process that we're about to go through about putting together some capital, putting together to take advantage of a marketplace that, and I used this analogy last time, that the Department of Natural Resources has come and just dumped a whole bunch of new fish into the pond and the fishing's going to get really good, okay? If you're interested in being part of a good fishing story, follow along because they're going to share um, all the ins and outs and all the trials and tribulations and all the ups and downs and the kicks and the you-know-whats and the the heartaches and the, the celebration and the victories. I'm going to be sharing all those, okay? Now, if any of you are interested in maybe participating alongside an opportunity, let me know. By all means, I would be honored to have that conversation. If you um, maybe have some capital or you'd like to be uh, a partner in some way, shape, or form, if you qualify, I have a very stringent, uh, strict qualification process. If you qualify and this is a fit and it resonates and we can work, you know, we work together very well, I'd love to have that conversation to see if it's a fit. And, you know, maybe we can work alongside a project together where we can combine some resources and do some bigger deals. Maybe the time has come to stop doing single families and let's start doing some big deals. You know, the old cash flow game, right? Where you would sit there and you would do a small deal in a small bill, three, house, blah, blah, blah. And then you start doing the big deals when you flipped it over and you wanted to start doing big deals. If you're interested in starting being part of those, maybe we combine some resources that maybe you could have only bought one or two smaller places, which is totally fine. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's amazing. But then once we combine forces, now we're talking about some big deals and we can put together some capital together and, and, uh, and get, get some larger deals together, some, some bigger numbers. Let's start adding some more zeros to the left of the decimal point, not to the right of it. Okay, so long-winded way of saying if any of you are interested in wanting to have a conversation about maybe participating alongside in a project or a development or a deal or a purchase or something, let me know. Hello at RussellWestcott.com and we can schedule a conversation to see if this is a fit for you. All right, hope that helps, guys. If you're interested in moving along, let me know. And remember, you know how we end off each and every one of these podcast episodes. In every interaction you have with another person, always, always, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.